folks welcome to yet another episode from the TGV Global Speaker Series and our guest for today is Joe Baines he's from London Joe Baines is a biohacker health coach and a seasoned stand-up comedian and MC who has graced stages at various prominent festivals and venues his remarkable journey involves battling and overcoming diabetes type 2 which left him disabled for 6 months through dedicated self recovery and biohacking practices like keto intermittent fasting cold exposure and wim hof breath work joe has not only reclaimed his health but now in his 50s enjoys boundless energy surpassing even his younger years He is also the author of a book on healthy living and as we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand the concept of biohacking reverse aging and the benefits of intermittent fasting here's an exciting twist let us tickle the brains of joe first before we get started so joe get ready for a rapid fire round of random words i'll going to mention a few and out loud to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much if you are ready let's dive in okay so i'm taking that as your concern and that yes. moving forward oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, because you were talking i didn't want to interrupt you oh got it got it no worries so here comes the first word is curiosity uh, adventure invention growth future and uh, um, life book learning movie fire i suppose i don't know yeah <laughs> food food health health <laughs> uh food <laughs> universe universe god success happy and the last one is creativity i say power power awesome i i loved your responses and thank you for participating in the first rapid fire round so sportily there is one more towards the end of the episode so stay tuned and folks welcome to the guiding voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future i am your host navin samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in joe how are you doing today you look so young and you look so cheerful and i didn't believe that you are in your 50s honestly <laughs> i i i still don't believe it either you know like um 5 6 7 8 10 years ago I didn't look like this. Mm-hmm. Um I like yeah, I mean I didn't look like this at all. I I I used to be chubby, uh very, you know, I used to wear very low loose clothes. Now I don't do that. Mm. Uh, now I work out. Um uh, I enjoy working out, so it's great. Yeah. Oh, and this is I don't know what, if you know about this bulletproof coffee. Mhm. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. So this is coffee. but with lots of butter or ghee or coconut oil or whatever any any of those things in there so mm. this contains like this coffee here it's coffee but with it's got maybe 4 500 calories mm. of butter in here so there's almost like a quarter of a stick of butter in it got it so that is one of your uh, secrets and uh, as we delve into our conversation to uncover all the secrets behind your health overcoming diabetes type 2 and many more First, let us begin with your success mantra. So, please share with us the top three things that have contributed to your success so far. The first one is uh, is that 
I don't know anything, right? Every time I think, so the one is you don't know anything. So the, the first thing you can do is just go every morning, I don't know anything. Right, it's because as soon as you go, I know something. The universe will prove you wrong. Mm. Uh, the, other, the second one is is just get up early. Right, this morning I woke up at five thirty, and then I went for a walk. And also look after look after your body. Your health is your wealth. Yeah. If like I've been in a situation where I've lost my health, and it don't matter how much money you got, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like none of that that shit matters. So your your health is your wealth. Uh, so yeah, that that those are the three things. Mm. Super, yeah. super. So your journey from working in big IT consultancies to becoming a biohacker health coach is quite a transformation. So share the pivotal moment or realization that led you to make this significant shift in your career and lifestyle. What triggered it all? Well, I suppose. Um, I, I, it was my marriage, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I used to I used to work in the city, which is not far from here. And uh, I worked. You know, I, I'm Indian. I'm from Jalandhar. Oh, so I'm Punjabi. Menu Punjabi on the air. You know that kind of stuff, right? And in Indian culture, like you know, the the goal is to work for Accenture. The goal is to work for you know the big consultancies. The Infosys, goal is to Infosys, Yeah, you know, like so. I was chasing that as well. So mm. I worked for Accenture and all the other companies there, mm. and I thought that's what success was. So mm. I'm earning really good money in the city. I'm working really hard. Uh, I'm married. Uh, I have a big house. You know, like everything. Mm. And I've, I've, and you know, and I, and my bank account is flush with money. Everything, right? I should yeah. be very happy. I was miserable as hell. I mm. got to the, I got to the, the, the gold at the end of the rainbow. And it was just tinsel. It was just, you know, Christmas, you know, Christmas stocking stuff. You know, like it wasn't real. And I was like miserable as that. I was like, what? How have I got to the my goal? How have I got to where I was supposed to be and not be happy? And then that my marriage. Oh, I mean, I didn't understand myself. I didn't understand women. I didn't understand marriage. I didn't understand relationship. I didn't understand anything. Mm-hmm. And it and that, that that you know we'll talk about that it put me in hospital but what happened before that was we moved to switzerland mm. and in switzerland it was mind-blowing because i ended up in this uh, and i'm always to be grateful it's a guy at that time he was about 18 year old kid right mm. this was like uh 10 years ago his mm. name is stefan he's a mm. um, swiss and I, I used to belong to toastmasters so he came to my yeah. toastmasters club Mm. And he saw me give a speech and he goes, you got to come to my club. My club is amazing. You yeah. got to come in, you know, you're like, you're, you're going to love it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's telling me something, right? I was like, yeah, whatever, right? But yeah. because I didn't go to his club, the next month he came back to my club, saw me give another speech and then starts trying to get me to go to his club. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not interested. And, uh, but he does it a third time as well. Mm. You know, like he's persistent. I'm like, yeah, all right, I gotta go. Right, I went to his club. It was the it was the most amazing club I have ever been a member of. It was like forty guys, and they're all into personal development, like in a big way. They're they're all like eighteen, seventeen, fifteen years old. I'm like forty five, forty five years old, 
and I'm in these kids, like so on it, you know, like, and these are kids like 15 years old, 20 years old, 25 years old, like I'm more than double the age. And they were like, all right, hustle, learn, you know, grow, evolve, you know, like that's how they were. And I'm like, okay, I, 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 how do I keep up with these kids? You know, like, so I was like, so they made me up my game being in that club. And, and I grew the most in that club. So in that club for like two years when I was living there. And it was the most uh, amazing thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, uh, how did your name uh, become Joe Baines? You said you're uh, you're from India, right? So uh, if you don't mind, you want to share that story? <laughs> so I, I, my, I was born. I am, and my passport still says it. I'm Joga Singh Bass. Mm, right? Joga Singh. Okay. And Joga Singh, right? And I went to university, all that kind of stuff. I came out of university and I was trying to get a job and I couldn't get a job. I, I would apply for job after job after job and nothing would come back, right? It was like into a black hole. Mm. And at that time also, in my, when I was in school here, because I, mm-hmm. I had to learn English when I came over here. You know, I, did, I didn't know even the word hello, right? Yeah. Uh, and the first, one of the first words I learned in English was the word bastard. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it meant, mm-hmm. but it sounded like the most beautiful word in the world. Right. It sounded beautiful to my ears. I remember. And so I used to shout it out, bastard, bastard, because it, I thought it was something beautiful. And then somebody ran up and he said, what are you doing? Right. You can't say that, you know, like you can't be saying that. And I'm like, why not? You know, and they were like, no, it means this. You know, so, oh, all right. <laughs> and then as soon as they told me what the word meant, it, the word no longer sounded beautiful to me, yeah. you know, because so I'm like, okay, that's that's interesting. And and um, what, what was your question again? I've forgotten. Um, how, oh, how did I get my name? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, and so, and the, one of the other things that I realized, I came in the early 80s. My mm. parents brought me over in the early, and there's a lot of racism in, in the UK, right? A lot of racism, a lot of prejudice against immigrants, against brown people. I've uh, been called Paki, blackface, monkey face, all of that kind of stuff, right? And I was like, you know, in this environment, being brown, being an Indian is not serving me, right? Mm. I can't, you know, I need to become white. I need to become British. I need to. So I started uh, learning the British standard British English with the, the standard British accent. So I used to listen to the radio all the time. I had elocution lessons, everything. And I don't know where I got the idea from, but somewhere my brain said, why don't you just change your name to make it British? Mm. And they can't tell, right? Yeah. So on my CV, I changed my CV. I removed all references to India or being an immigrant in any shape or form. And I changed my name to Joe Baines. And I developed, I learned the English accent. I, mm. And oh my God, you're not going to believe it. You know, like Indians, we study hard, right? I studied like a dog. And so... As soon as I changed myself to English, I started getting responses. I started getting interviews, Do you know, and, and in IT, the first interview is always on the phone, right? Yeah. So my first interview on the phone, I sound like this. My name is Joe Baines. There's nothing in my CV that says I'm immigrant or Indian or anything like that. So you so you just assume I'm white, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm being treated like a white guy, you know, and so now... And then, so I get the second interview because I'm Indian, so I study like hell. <laughs> so when they ask me questions, I have the answer and the answer and the answer, right? Yeah. So I would always get the second interview. And then I would, as I'm going for the second interview, 
my goal is as soon as I walk through that door into the interview, I'm looking at the interviewer's face because I want to see the reaction on their face. Like, and sometimes I would see that, you know, like, hmm, that that is not all we're expecting. <laughs> uh, so basically, I did it initially just to get job interviews. And it was so successful. Like literally, I think it was within two or three weeks of changing my name to a British name. I had like six job interviews lined up, like within <laughs> weeks, like boom, boom, boom. And then before I knew it, uh, they weren't they weren't racist. They were just you know they didn't want to hire somebody they don't know. You know, yeah. and 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 I also studied um, interview techniques. So by the end of the interview, mm-hmm. they are trying to sell me the job. You know, like <laughs> I got it to such a level that I would turn the tables on them, yeah. and and I would start interviewing them, mm. and they would then start trying to sell me the job. Like so, at the end of by the end of the interview, they're offering me the job, and I'm like. I need to go and think about this. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was the reason, because of yeah. all the prejudice in the UK. I think there's yeah. still some, because I noticed, like, I've worked all over the world, mm. and I noticed as soon as I open my mouth and this English accent comes out, how they treat me, how they behave towards me, I see it change. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's not <laughs> from, you know, like, from uh, some backward little village. You know, like that, like, that thought must go through their head and oh okay and then i get treated very differently like the doors it opened for me was just immense in in, in, in the uk okay. so yeah. yeah fair enough and thanks for sharing so openly i i really appreciate it and also a while back you mentioned about toastmasters i'm also a big fan of toastmasters whenever somebody talks about toastmasters my ears and eyes are all wide open because the kind of benefit that one can really get from those is amazing all right so joe let's move forward and uh, you have dealt with this burnout as well as diabetes type 2 it is a significant challenge for sure and could you walk us through the key strategies as well as lifestyle changes you implemented to recover from this and avoid the pharmaceutical road so i i see myself now sometimes sort of outside of the matrix so there's a thing called the matrix which is you're in the system right yeah and I grew up thinking right you've got your uh, you're the doctor pharmaceutical drugs this is the med- this is the advanced medicine this is the future and all this ayurveda and all this uh, herbs you know that's just rubbish right yeah. like, this is nothing compared to pharmaceutical drugs and a doctor he's got letters after his name he spent 10 years being a doctor he's mm. the expert I, what do I know I know nothing right so I grew up with that mindset and i also grew up with western food i you mm. know mcdonald's kfc fish and chips like i called i know know what those are those are the diseases of the west right uh and india is disease massively because because you know mcdonald's is there kfc is there pizza hut uh so we uh, the west is going to poison you guys um but so i, I grew up with that mindset right and then and and uh so i i used to eat a lot of food because i was always hungry i was always hungry because i was eating crap right all the time and then on top of that i was working six days a week 12 hour days on top of that i was married and my marriage was a nightmare and i because i didn't understand anything so my whole life was i was under stress like constant 24/7 stress you know and it basically i used to suffer from uh, depression I have mood swings going up and down. One minute I'm happy, next minute I'm 
like you know wanting to commit suicide or something you know like it was it was horrendous and i even remember it now being in there going this can't be how you how we're supposed to live this can't yeah. be how i'm supposed to exist this is how this is you know hell it was in um and that that eventually put me in hospital yeah and um and when it put me in hospital i was still going i don't know anything it's nothing to do with me you're the doctor you're the guy in the white coat uh mm. you know you're the one with the letters after your name you fix me yes your problem i don't want to know right and in in the uk i got transferred to many different hospitals i think it was like five different hospitals and each hospital said we can't help you mm. we can't help you we can't do anything with you and then i remember the last hospital they said look you can't we can't you can't just keep going from home to hospital to hospital it has to come to an end and so i was disabled at the time and i remember the the most empowering thing in my life was the two consultants coming to me you know and they didn't give me a chance to talk i'm lying in bed and they come over and they're like look we've done every test we've done everything and there's nothing we can do for you you are based this is how how you are this is how you're going to be and i'm listening to this right but i'm not almost, i'm not there in my head my brain is like half there half somewhere else and the other place it is there's all these cogs and gears turning in my head you know like like being inside a a, a watch you know yeah. like a mechanical watch all these cogs are turning in my brain and when they finally say we, you know we're going to discharge you today and there's nothing we can do about it my brain clicked into place and it went now it's my turn hmm. and i was like okay i have to take responsibility and at that point i realized you know i am responsible for my life you know and up to that point it was no you 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 and then once i took responsibility everything changed you know like once i said i take responsibility for yeah. me like the whole universe opened up to me like mm-hmm. it went you need this you need that you need this. you know and, and it, everything just came to me whatever yeah. i needed I, like since then mm-hmm. whatever i need it almost like the universe is like this butler walking around mm. and every time i go oh i need water it's like oh there's some water oh i need uh, x oh there's that like literally if like, i have to believe in god like i used mm. to be an atheist i have to because it feels like god or the universe or something is walking around behind me and every time i go oh i need x yeah. it comes around and goes sir here's your x you ordered I'm like what <laughs> where did that come from you know like, and that's how my life has played out it's um yeah mm. um so yeah you're right that's yeah now let's take a step back and talk about the biohacking which is again a fascinating and emerging concept i've done very few episodes on this topic so for our audience again who might be new to it could you explain what biohacking is and how can it impact one's health as well as overall well-being so biohacking is a concept right so it, biohacking is all about keeping an open mind and going how can i improve how can i optimize how can i make this better how can i like my exercise how can i'm doing an hour let's say exercise how can i do it in half an hour get the same results how can i optimize my food how can i optimize my eating my, you know like everything that's what biohacking is the art and science of peak health peak performance and anti-aging it's an art because even though we're the same there's slight differences between us yeah right? so what works for me i might go i've got this amazing coffee formula 
and it's awesome. You might take it and go, yeah, it was all right. But then you might tweak it a little bit, change it a little bit here and then go, oh, wow, now mm. it's amazing, right? Mm, because we yeah. are different, right? Even though we're the same. Yeah. Um, and it's a science because a lot of this research comes from out of universities and Silicon Valley, right? And the reason biohacking exists is because our pharma industry, you know, the traditional pharma, it is so toxic. It is so bad for you. You know, like I, I would compare the pharma industry uh, to the smoking industry, the tobacco industry. I, I would even argue that the tobacco industry is, is better for us mm. than the pharma industry. It's like that bad, you know, like mm. it's insane. And so this is like a backlash to the pharma industry because they, they, they all they care about is profit. They don't care about your health. You know, like if they make you healthy, it was an accident. All right. It was literally an accident. Uh, they didn't mean to do it. They, they're sorry they made you healthy. You know, like it's like it's that, that level. Anyway, so and it comes from this guy called Dave Asprey, who suffered a lot. He's a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. And he's the guy who, by the way, you know what biohacking is in terms of it's basically taking the knowledge mm -hmm. from the thousands of years, mm -hmm. like yoga, Ayurveda, you know, Eastern mysticism. It's taking and, and also from other countries as well, from China and all the other places. It's taking things that, you know, ancient cultures have been doing for thousands of years and then putting it through the Western marketing system and mm -hmm. putting it through uh, the Western science and, and medicine, you know, to prove it, you know, and, the, and, and then packaging it up in a way that it's, you know, it's like here. Like, mm. for example, intermittent fasting, you know, we've been doing fasting in India for thousands of years. And yeah. for a long time in the West, they went, ah, it's, they're just torturing themselves. They're just harming themselves. But then they put it through the lab and they go, wow, the effects are amazing, right? And they discovered this in 2016 uh, when this guy, Japanese bio biologist, studied fasting, you know, like mm. under the microscope. And he found it had massive health benefits. He won a Nobel Prize for it as well. Mm. I can't say his name because it's some weird Japanese name, right? But yeah. he won a Nobel Prize for it. And I was like, and as soon as he won a Nobel Prize for this, it put it on the map. And this is Bulletproof Coffee, right? This is created by Dave Esprit from Silicon Valley. Mm. But where he got this from, he was on holiday in uh, Mongolia in the mountains. Mm. And he went up trekking up there and he had the, the Sherpas and all that. And they wouldn't give him any food, right, when he was up there. But what they did give him was coffee with uh, yak's butter mixed into it. Mm. And it gave him loads of energy and he felt clear and everything. And it's like, this is weird. Why are they giving me coffee with yak's butter in it? And why is it making me feel so good, right? And uh, so then when he got home, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, millionaire, he had a lab and he went, well, look, I'm going to study this. So he studied coffee and butter and all that. And he found the, the effects were so amazing. He created a company behind it called Bulletproof uh bulletproof this company mm -hmm. and so he sells bulletproof like uh before lockdowns i used to give um i used to run workshops on bulletproof coffee so yeah so that's where biohacking comes from it's it's just optimizing how do, can i optimize you know how can i optimize my health uh and you know whatever I, and my performance you know and a lot of it comes from india as well you know like uh, uh brahmi uh, mm -hmm. indian herbs 
ashwagandha and all that kind of stuff you know like so uh, and keto is a big one in that keto um and um fasting breath work all of those things yeah so that's that's basically biohacking awesome can we explain more about this intermittent fasting how does it benefit someone and also keto a bit about okay. keto so so intermittent fasting uh, is basically fasting you know we do in india uh, yeah. and i'm sure you do and uh, what they found is w- when you don't eat right so your body the way your body works is is that your body's either digesting or is healing mm-hmm. repairing it can't do both at the same time yeah. right just the way it's it's evolved it can't do both the, if you don't eat and like no calories are coming in for the first 10 12 something like that hours the digestive system is still running and so mm. nothing really happens you know you get a bit hungry but if you don't eat for 10 12 whatever you know like it, it depends on each person then what happens is your digestive system shuts down and mm. as soon as your digestive system shuts down and your insulin levels drop your body goes into something called ketosis and then as soon as it does that all these massive health benefits kick in And so the idea behind uh intermittent fasting is that for the first 10 hours nothing's going to happen but that's okay. So you can do like a 16 hour window, right? So you can fast in the day for 16 hours. So the first 10 hours don't really count, but the last 6 hours your body's doing a lot of healing and repairing. And so what that means is that you now have an 8 hour window. So you can only eat within that 8 hour window. I have a maybe like a 4 hour window. So um and what you do is you build yourself up So if you, mm-hmm. if you eat five meals a day, which is what I used to do, um, my eating, you know, I would eat every three hours or whatever it was, and so I would then slowly increase that to five hours, seven hours, ten hours, twelve. But once I and it, and it was really hard to get it to like sixteen, eighteen hours, like really hard. I remember mm-hmm. struggling with that. But as soon as I got it to like twenty hours, it became really easy. And then as soon as I got to twenty hours, I could now do twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours. It didn't matter. Right. Yeah. And and keto comes from the the diet is because it puts your body into that state of ketosis. So keto is a way of eating where you keep the body in that fasting state where it's still in the ketosis state and so it's still doing all the healing and stuff. And keto is the way the keto is the default diet of the human, you know, being because evol- you know, evolution. So we were mainly keto we were mainly keto carnivore that kind of stuff for like a million years for millions of years and then in the last 100 years we've started eating the standard western diet the standard mm-hmm. american diet Do you know like and the standard american diet it's so bad for us that if you deviate from it in any shape or form your health improves so mm-hmm. this is why you know there's like dozens of diets out there and they all work and they all work because they all remove the standard western diet from the diet Do you know like yeah. fast food they all they all get you to eat real food and once you start eating real food um and you remove the the toxic processed crap your your health improves and so people are vegan and they go oh my god my health has improved people go on a fast oh my god my health has improved Do you know it don't matter what you do yeah it's not it's not that particular diet that's doing it it's just that you remove the shit you know and so keto is the way your body is it's like the default engine in the body it's like the way the body has has been evolved to live 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's keto. And intermittent fasting is part of that. Because when you're keto, one of the things that happens naturally under keto is you don't want to eat. Keto gives me freedom. Like, yeah. I, I grew up and I used to eat five meals a day. Like mm-hmm. I would have two breakfasts in the morning because I was that hungry. Like I was like a slave to food. You know, like, as soon as I woke up, my first thought would be like, I need to have breakfast. As soon as I've had breakfast, before I've even got to work, I need my second breakfast. You know, like, I was literally a drug addict running after my second next fix, my next fix. And I was like, this is not how I'm supposed, this cannot be how we're supposed to live. Mm-hmm. Why cannot be getting up and running after meal after meal after meal after meal? You know, like, that was my life. And I was addicted to it. You know, like, mm. if I, my bag, if I wanted to go anywhere, it'd be full of food. You know, because I'm like, well, what if I get there and there's no food? How am I going to live? You know, how do I get my neck? You know, I was like paranoid about that. And I was mm-hmm. scared as well. You know, like, what if I end up somewhere and I can't get a meal for the next six hours? Mm. I could die. You know, like, you know, it was at that level. And what keto does, it completely divorces me from food. Mm. Like, food is not like, it doesn't even come up on my, like, during lockdown, me and a friend, we went hiking in the mountains, you know, while camping where mm-hmm. we just take a tent, go up the mountain, and then just pitch a tent anywhere. And we both turned up, and uh, he turned up with two big rucksacks, right? Mm. One rucksack with his uh, um, camping gear and all that kind of stuff on the back, right? Big bag. And another big bag at the front with all the food because we were going to be up in the mountains for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So we need to take everything with us, right? Apart from water because we can get that there. And I turned up with my rucksack on the back, nothing at the front. Like, I didn't take anything with me. All I had was my water bottle. That's it. Right? And so we, and, and for the first five, six days, I didn't eat. Mm-hmm. We were hiking 20 miles up and down the mountain every single day. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. like proper hard, like we'd be sweating every day. And I didn't eat for the five, and nothing happened. Like mm-hmm. my energy levels didn't go down. Like nothing happened to me, you know, like, and that's what keto is. Keto is it divorces you from food. So you can do things like that. So like I could go, we could go hiking for 20 days and I don't mm. take any food. I, I don't need to worry about food. Right? Yeah. Nothing happens to me. Like after 20 days, I will still be as I am now. You know, like I train in a faster state. Like I work out, I go to the gym and I, and I, and I haven't eaten for two days. You yeah. know, nothing happens. Like all this thing that you're going to get muscle loss and you're going to get Oh, muscle waste if you don't eat, and oh, you've got to have this and that, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, you know? I <laughs> built this while eating one meal or two meals a day, mm-hmm. right? And um, so that's what keto, keto is the way our bodies are designed to eat. And then, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. Great. Very well explained. And uh, I'm now completely aware of keto and intermittent fasting. I think I'm going to start very soon. And uh, Joe, I've also seen the combination of these Eastern philosophies like Tantra Yoga and Kashmir Shaivism is also intriguing. So how do these ancient philosophies complement your approach? To so so, so you've heard of Tony Robbins, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a big, massive fan of Tony Robbins. I've crewed for him. I've been to his event like seven, eight times now. Right? So, and also, I'm, uh, and it's life-changing. And yep. then there's also Millionaire Mind, Inset, Mind Intensive, T. Harv Hacker. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff, right? Amazing, top of their game, awesome, right? And I've always sort of seen, to me, yoga for most of my life 
was this thing women did in leotards in the gym, you know, these postures. And I thought that was yoga. It's just some exercise and, and meditation. You know, it's just something, you know, something that Indians do, right? Yeah. I didn't know. And, uh, and, and, and I'm always interested. You know, like I, I'm a learning machine. I'm always trying to learn, grow. What, what can I learn here? What, why, are the, why is the light on your glasses? What makes it refract? You know, like all that kind yeah. of thing. I want to know everything, right? And so I'm a learning machine. I always want to grow. And so I studied, uh, initially I studied Einstein's theory of relativity, which says that everything's energy. Everything's just compressed energy. And then mm. I thought, okay, but, you know, what's the energy you made it out of, you know? And then I started studying uh, quantum physics. Quantum physics says, okay, even though it's energy, those energies are made out of particles called quarks and ups and downs and whatever, you know? Okay, so that's what they're made out of. But the problem with quantum physics is so weird. Every time it answers a question, it mm -hmm. creates another 10, uh, 10 questions on top of it, you know? So yeah. it's very incomplete. And so I was trying to figure out, like, you know, how things work. And then I came across Kashmir Shaivism, Tantra. And, well, before I came across that, actually, I came across, I don't know if you've heard of this, Vipassana? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I've done five Vipassanas now. And the mm. first one I did was in India, in I think it was in Chandigarh or Lucknow or something like that, mm -hmm. like eight hours by train from New Delhi. And it blew my mind. You know, you sit there and meditate, and it's like taking acid. Do you know, mm. like by day six or seven or whatever it was, Right. And I was like, yeah. no way. How can this thing do this to me? You know, like it just doesn't make sense. And that opened my mind up to, wow, you know, there's something here that is beyond whatever we know. Right. Yeah. And then I started, became curious in that. And so I started studying and Kashmir Shaivism, Tantra and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I tell you that Tony Robbins and all this stuff in the West. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. The hands down out of all of these programs, that personal development, the hands down the best personal development program I have ever been on, the most complete and the most thorough is Tantra Yoga and mm -hmm. Kashmir Shaivism. Do you know, mm -hmm. like they are like, it's, it's like, I would call Tantra and Tantra Yoga and Kashmir, they're just personal development programs. They're about developing this being mm. to, but to such a level that you become God, you know, mm -hmm. they don't, they're not trying to get you to be a CEO of a company or to, or to run a continent. Yeah. No, they, their goal, ultimate goal is, you know, Godness, you know, is, is being God, you know, like being the infinite, being the universe, being creation. Like it's, if there's no halfway house there. Right. And yeah. I've been doing, I've been doing this now for five years mm -hmm. and it's totally changed my life. Totally changed how I look at the world. It's totally changed how I interact with the world. It's totally changed my relationship with myself. Do you know? And one of the things I learned from it is that everything is me. Yeah. You know, if you insult me, where's the fault? The fault yeah. is here somewhere. Yeah. Because they call it uh, the how can I describe it? Uh, oneness. Oneness. I think is the is the one. You know, is what allows you to know. So oneness means there's only one. What does that mean? One God, one what, right? No, there's only one. It's not one God. It's not one anything. It's just one. Like nothing else exists. Just this one thing. And this one thing is consciousness. So mm. the whole of creation, everything that exists is just consciousness. 
it's like an it's like a vast infinite ocean of consciousness right and that is the the fabric of existence so yep. god existence self it's all the same thing and mm-hmm. this existence this this god this uh, this this consciousness has a desire to experience another or to experience and so what it does it fragments itself or it creates the illusion of fragmentation uh, so that it can experience another so what we are the way i look at my life now and the universe it's like a movie so mm-hmm. you so the whole universe is a movie and within that movie each of one of us is a you know mini movie inside that movie or in tantra the way they look at it in tantra is a dance you know like mm-hmm. so all of creation is a dance between the masculine and the feminine the masculine has a role to play in it the masculine is the um is the consciousness is mm-hmm. the space so if we take this room the masculine is the is the room itself the space mm. and everything inside that room anything that moves uh the spoon in it or me in it that's the feminine you know all that movement all that energy and so the feminine cannot exist without the space you know without the room and if there's just a room and not you know there's nothing in it then you know nothing happens so you can think so once you think of um and i don't know have you heard of um um what is it called uh where where you don't ejaculate yeah, yeah. multi multi orgasmic man mhm mhm right so women can have have kind of multiple orgasms right yeah yeah they're designed that way it's just the way it is men once you ejaculate it's game over right that's it but in tantra what they teach you is how to control the sexual energies wow uh, mm-hmm. so um so i've been learning how to control the sexual energies and basically tantra yoga is basically yoga is hatha yoga but what they do is they they combine it with the sexual energy mm-hmm. so tantra yoga is just doing yoga but using sexual energy to to speed up the uh your uh development to speed mm-hmm. up your growth uh so now like for example I'm multi-orgasmic so yeah. uh, I have um I have a tantric lover and mm-hmm. we can make love for like hours and hours mm-hmm. and with tantra because you you don't ejaculate and because you don't come uh you have what we know what are known as in full body internal orgasms so you have internal orgasms so nothing comes out and and it's about using the energy and pushing the energies up so we so our goal in yoga and kashmashama and all that is to open up all the chakras and then the top chakra you open that up and then you realize your god and yep. then you now the buddha right and so what tantra does it goes well hang on a minute at the base of your spine and in your body there's a lot of sexual energy you know and it's the most powerful energy in your body like in all the other practices and religions and all that kind of stuff they're afraid of it because it's too powerful it's really hard to control and you it can it can take you away you know it can take you away from your goal because you can get addicted to it you know because you know it's pleasure as well um so what they do is they in tantra they teach you how to harness that energy they teach you how to manipulate it they teach you how to uh, redirect it transmute it Uh, in any shape or form yep. and for a woman to do that she just needs a bit of training she just mm-hmm. needs a bit of the coaching and yep. she, she can be she can do that right quite easily but for a man a man has to learn women things and to be able to learn like it took yep. me maybe two or three years to learn to control the energy like in the, in the first couple of years 
like I was just like a, a baboon in a in a cage, you know. Like I didn't know what I was doing, you know. And now I can control the energy, and I was like, wow, I can do that, you know. Uh, and explains to me also why my marriage failed you know like like i didn't understand women and yeah. the other thing with tantra is it teaches you masculine feminine so now i intimately understand the feminine mm-hmm. and what that means masculine what that means so the so the man's job is to be the rock yeah is to be the the space the stillness mm-hmm. the sense so if you think of it like um uh, like a storm or a tornado the the masculine is the eye of the storm the stillness yeah, yeah. and then the, and the storm around it is the feminine mm. so that's mm. the woman so the woman is the energy so for a woman to be a woman mm-hmm. you need to be the masculine you need to create the space so that she can be feminine yeah. and so a man's job and the only, the best way to do it is not to react to her mm-hmm. so she say I don't like men in, you know, I don't like bold men or I don't like brown people, you know. It shouldn't affect you. And the other thing in Tantra, I'm just playing this character. So I'm playing a character called Joe Baines yeah. at this time, right? Mm-hmm. But in my next life, I could be playing Naveen. You know, I could be Naveen, you know. And another yeah. one, I could be a woman. And another one, I could be a dog or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, so what it allows you to do is creates a little distance between the eye mm-hmm. uh, as in your consciousness and your body and mind because your body and mind is not you yeah it's just the vehicle that you're using and once you can take a step back from yourself and go well so if yeah. you now if we have an argument and you insult me in some way and i'm like oh the character <laughs> naveen has insulted the character joe baines and that's yeah. very fascinating you know i tell everybody right yeah. you know if you want to if you're interested in person just, just go and do tantra yeah. yoga just learn keshran it's just like I don't like I like I'm still doing the same things, but how I see them is completely different. Yeah, you know, I like, think we have to do one uh, full episode on this tantra yoga. I'm very much super interested now. <laughs> it's okay. it, it's the most amazing thing in the yeah. world. I, I cannot yeah. like. Joe, we have had an incredible conversation so far, and it's time for us to add some more excitement. Already this. is an exciting episode with tons of information that to interesting information but it's time for us to add uh, some spice uh, create some excitement so if you are ready let's get into the second rapid fire round are you ready for it yeah i'm ready okay here comes the first question if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say and um, it would say how you do anything is how you do everything <laughs> and which three things you will carry to a deserted island three things i would need on a desert island well, yeah. I, I, i'd like my um uh my music collection my audio you mm-hmm. know um i'd also a water bottle would be great and i'd like yeah water, and and a knife on a mm-hmm. desert island cuz you're going to need a knife you know <laughs> to cut wood or whatever yeah so yeah good one and can you describe yourself in just one word evolving and do you believe in aliens uh, yeah yeah of course um i mean the universe is so big there has to be <laughs> do you know like, and, we, yeah. we cannot be the only beings on this in this universe yeah. got it and if you could have dinner with any historical figure living or dead who would it be and why i'd like to have a dinner with mahatma gandhi to be honest mm-hmm. i mean this is a man who doesn't believe in violence who doesn't and yet he he galvanized 
a billion people yeah. overthrow one of the most powerful nations in the world, you know, the British, you know, kick them out without using a bullet, without yeah. using knife with you know like which is like even i've re- even though i've watched his movie and i've read his work <laughs> i still yeah. can't believe that that it was possible to do you know it just doesn't make sense and here comes the last bullet out of rapid fire round what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself if i was to invent a gadget i'd like to invent something that um that every time you every time you went into oh for me or whatever you know like it would give you a little electric shock that's what i liked in bed every time you went oh it, it's his fault you know like somehow it detects it and then it gives you a little shock and it goes uh no that you know you need to come out of that so that's what i would uh, uh i'd like to invite invent you know mm. i don't know how it would work but, yeah. <laughs> good one and uh, that's a great rabbit fire with that let's flip back to the mainstream and what are your top recommendations for someone looking to optimize their health and well-being especially in the fast paced high stress world we live in today any quick things yeah so the first one would be to to disengage from the matrix the matrix is the mass media all that kind of stuff uh scrolling on facebook all that kind of stuff what you want to do is you want to remove the news all the news from your life mass uh, you know the the tabloids because the one it's all negative and two it's all made up yeah it's all of it is made up um there might be bits of truth in there but it doesn't matter and also you don't need to know like if there was some an accident in you know outer mongolia how does that affect your life you know i disengaged from the matrix like 15 years ago and i remember it was amazing like after one month i all my uh, my stress levels went down my mind calmed down mm-hmm. I felt more alive, I felt more calmer, I felt more you know like I was like wow it's like being you know like unplugging yourself from it. Uh yeah. the second one would be everything you believe is false. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know like not like but the, when I first heard this I no no maybe maybe 1% I, I, at least 1% of what I believe has to be true. No, it's all lies. Never assume anything. So whatever you've been told question everything like literally just question everything um because it's all bs yeah mm-hmm. everything and the third one would be i would highly recommend people to go on keto keto is how we're meant to eat how we and once you feed your body the food it's actually supposed to eat in the way it's supposed to eat it it changes everything like every like you become like and this is what is I I call this human version 2. Yeah. But this is how we're supposed to live, you know? Not this the 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 crap we feed ourselves. Uh so yeah, basically just disconnect from the matrix, that's what I would say. That's basically all of it. Super fabulous insights and thoroughly enjoyed every bit of this conversation. How is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? Oh, I loved it. Really good, yeah. Um I've done a couple of podcasts and um this is the first one I've done this early. um yeah but no no i'm looking forward to um you know seeing you on youtube or wherever it's going to end up yeah yeah and i would love to host you again for sure let's discuss more about tantra yoga and kashmir shaivism in future episodes and with that uh, thank you so much joe for joining me today and sharing amazing insights and also thank you uh, steven robins for being an amazing mentee and uh, recommending me wonderful souls like joe 
Thank you once again, Stephen, and keep recommending some good people like Joe. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Namaste. You. Namaste. <laughs> so, folks, that was our episode with Joe Benz. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Guiding Voice podcast from wherever you have tuned in because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And also, if you have enjoyed the conversation and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like TGV, the Guiding Voice. So spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. There are three less known facts about biohacking and I would like to present them. So first is biohacking is an evolving field. While biohacking may seem like a cutting edge trend, it's worth noting that the term itself was coined in the early 2000s. And biohacking encompasses a wide variety of practices from optimizing nutrition and sleep to experimenting with wearable technology and nootropics and it continues to evolve as new techniques and technologies emerge. Second is about DIY biohacking communities. Biohacking has given rise to do-it-yourself communities where enthusiasts share their experiments as well as findings and these communities often emphasize open source information enabling individuals to replicate and modify biohacking techniques. It is a collaborative space where knowledge is freely exchanged. And that is it from my side from the biohacking perspective. Now I would love to hear from you. Whatever the interesting facts that you are aware of biohacking, please feel free to share them through YouTube or you can also comment on social media platforms wherever you have found the episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome TGV community. Folks, we would love to hear from you. So do not hesitate to share your ideas, feedback, topic recommendations or guest speaker suggestions or anything that you would like to share with us. Please share through social media or you can also email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com and let's create content that resonates with you. I'm your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career. Until next time, take care and stay inspired. Remember, the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest. Take care.